0: In that sense, it was very similar to therapy, if you want. So I felt supported, I felt encouraged, I felt like somebody is seeing my strong points and is trying to help me see my strong points. So it was very magical in a way.
1: Everybody and welcome on the next episode of the Honest UX Talks uh, my name is Anfisa and I'm your 1st co-host and I'm joined today by my second co-host Ioana so, today's episode topic is our design mentors and, in general, how does it feel to have a mentor, how does it help you to grow, and all that buzz. But before jumping into the actual discussion about our mentorship experiences, I would like to introduce our uh, sponsor for today's episode, the tool called UX Tweak. It's the tool that helps you to run any sort of usability testing on your websites. That's the tool that has all possible tools for for testing your website, validating hypothesis, and just ask open questions to your audience. And like we mentioned in the previous episode, UX Tweak is partnering up with us for this month, the month of November, to talk about different tools that help you to improve the experience on your website. Uh, Today's tool that I would like to talk about really briefly is called uh, five-second test. It's actually a pretty new tool uh, of the UX Tweak. I was just testing it literally last week. So it's pretty new, it's pretty fresh. And I just wanted to talk to you a little bit about this method, uh, what is it for and how does it help you in the design process? So five second test is the test that helps you to test your message, the website messages, and uh, to collect the first impressions of the product or the service you are you're selling. Uh, so imagine that uh, people people who come to your website in the first five seconds, they really need to understand what is it for, what is it about, am I on the right address, uh, can I solve my thing or problem here on this website, and if people are getting confused about your messages, your positioning, if it just doesn't make sense or it's not clear, complicated <clears throat> or maybe just like not trustworthy, uh, then people leave, right? And it's very important to have this first impression and make sure people stick around, Scroll down and figure out if that's something for them. So five second test is this perfect tool for you to test the first impression of your website and sort of stop losing the potential customers uh, because they are confused. It's pretty simple to be completely honest. It goes like this. You just upload your home screen or your first uh, above the fold section of the website, the homepage, and um, people have five second to glance over it and then you ask them the question uh what do you think this website is for what is it about what did you learn from it and then people just uh tell you or contribute their impressions their opinions and you really see what they are thinking about it is matching what they are trying to communicate so it's pretty simple one question a lot of answers and then boom you can see if that makes sense or people are confused and you have to sort of change your uh, framing and so UX tweak is the great tool that allows you to do that Uh, they have it's pretty simple to set up you just again create the question, create the test and that's it. Uh, You can either add this question to your website or you can actually simply share a link to this test to your audience, be it in social media or your email list or just ask around people you know personally um, or in communities and then uh, collect those different answers. You don't even necessarily have to connect it to your website, you can literally uh, add the screenshot and ask people to to say what they think about it without even delivering it, even building it and spending too much time and I do do recommend everybody to test their sites every time to not lose customers and for that just go ahead and uh, go to uxtweet.com you can try it for free and if you're interested to upgrade there is also a little bonus for you in the show notes you can find the code there um uh, so you can also use it for free or paid but with a little uh, nice discount and that is it for our introduction today um joanna would you like to add anything about your or let's just jump into our topic today
0: i just want to add that it's awesome <laughs>
1: I, I, <laughs> I, really, agree.
0: I really enjoyed using it and uh yeah i'm happy that we've partnered up with them to to support conversations, uh, healthy conversations and honest conversations about UX design. So yay for UX Week. Um, I agree. Yeah, so I'm going to let you go ahead and introduce the topic for today.
1: (laughs) So the topic of today is called um, our design mentors and our design mentor experiences, I guess. And to be completely honest, I'll start really quick from myself to say that I don't have broad experience having the mentors. Uh, I mentioned a couple of times in the in my past uh, in the past episode that I did felt a huge lack of uh, of feedback in my in the, in the beginning of my career and I was I was studying in Estonia and people there are a bit more reserved so it's very hard sometimes to talk to them and ask for their honest opinion or honest feedback so I did felt very short on the feedback in the beginning and I didn't have anybody to really help me growing that sort of contributed to building that huge imposter syndrome and you not know, being confident in myself and questioning myself and started boiling up in my own bubble which is the problem and I actually would like to discuss how can mentorship help uh, people like me in the beginning to avoid having this um, this bubble I guess or contribution to the imposter syndrome and I know that you Joanna had a lot of experiences um, having a design mentor and can talk a little bit more about what was your experience how did you find the first mentor what was the process of finding in? So actually, just tell us about your story.
0: Sure. So I want to start by actually using some of the aspects that you already briefly touched upon to, to like set the right foundation for, for today's conversation. Um, I want to start by actually splitting up uh, two categories of mentors that I found um, designers usually have. So on one hand, you have the intentional a formalized mentorship relationship where you kind of start from a set of goals maybe you're at a certain point in your career and you're looking for someone to guide you through a very particular set of challenges that you have at that point or or things that you're looking to to unpack about yourself and to to understand and so this is like the, the formalized, the official, if you want, mentorship relationship. And it's pretty much, I think it should kind of follow some sort of structure or at least have a set of goals that it's building on and, and that it's, it's trying to, to um, help the mentee progress towards. And then there are the what I like to call accidental mentors. <laughs> and what I've learned in my career so far is that these, um, let's say contextual um yeah accidental mentors they they kind of it's not intentional there's no it doesn't start off like uh can you please be my mentor and they accept it doesn't start off like that it's like something that uh is is uh, that breeds that's born from the context that you're working with, with those people. And it may be that, let's say you have a manager that if you reflect back on your career, you realize that that person has served as a mentor for you at that point in your career, or you have a colleague that has inspired you a lot. And also reflecting back, you realize that, hey, that person sort of was one of my mentors. If I, if I...
1: We can keep it, I like it, to (laughs) be honest.
0: i i also have someone that i'm mentoring yeah (laughs) okay so i think that these two categories uh, the accidental mentors is something that uh we all experience in our life i i can't imagine that somebody that's working for many years in a career will not meet people that sort of like unintentionally act as as mentors for them and then uh, the 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 intentional, the formalized mentorship relationship is something that might, might, some people might never experience. I think it's extremely valuable. I will go ahead and share my own personal experience throughout this episode. But I also feel that um, there, there are enough conversations about that and the value of mentorship. I mean, somehow we all know, we all accept that, oh, mentorship is so important. But at the same time, few of the people that I talk to especially mid to senior designers few of them have a mentor so in the early stage of your career when everything feels very difficult and overwhelming and uh, critical then yes you invest in having like a formalized mentorship relationship with someone but then as you advance and you feel more in control and you feel that things are clear you abandon this idea of having a um, long-term or mid-term a mentorship relationship, and you're missing out on a lot of value. I think it's it's equally, if not more, important in the later stage of your over careers to have a mentor. <laughs>
1: yeah i i love this introduction i feel like it's true that for example like i mentioned in my experience it was always like those uh occasional uh random mentoring bits here and there sometimes it would be somebody not even like who i would talk to but more like a role model right where i would like look out for some skills or being impressed or inspired by some of the things i've never thought about so those aha moments could kind of happen in the life but not always it would be like this guided conversation when somebody have a relationship with me and helped me to grow so it's a great introduction but with this introduction I really wanted to hear uh, your story about having this official mentor (laughs) so to say and how it happened to you Um, I think I even know who's your mentor, it's really exciting, it's really cool, but I'd like to know how did you, maybe you have a longer story, maybe you had like a different mentors throughout your career, but would really like to know how did you get there, how did you realize that you need a mentor, what uh, triggered you to search for one and how this whole journey happened and how it goes. <laughs> Can you tell us a bit more about your experience in this official space, I guess?
0: Yes, definitely. I'm actually very grateful to, um, to talk about this topic. Um, indeed, I've had uh, mentors from day one. Um, even when starting my, um, my UX design career, I started like an apprentice. Uh, to someone who was very experienced in the field was doing uh, UX designs. well not UX design because it wasn't called like that back then but he was doing design work since 1995 so he was very experienced and I served as his apprentice and so that was my first mentorship relationship and and, um, I think that definitely um, some of the mentors I've had uh, were not people I invited to be my mentor so it just started off accidentally and then reflecting back i just want to thank them i think they know who they are and they really made an impact on my career but at some point in my career after ux goodies were has been around for a while i started doing these uh, posts on this guest posts on instagram that were called the insta view <laughs> was like an interview for Instagram. And so I invited different leaders from the design industry to share their thoughts around a couple of very quick, easy questions. And so I started with uh, Chris Doe, and then uh, I had Jacob Nielsen, I had Andy Budd, and I also had Stephen Gates. And he accepted the invitation. For those of you who don't know, Stephen is a is a design leader with a lot of experience in the industry. And he also runs a very uh, inspirational and successful podcast called The Crazy Ones. And so uh, he's, um, he, he was an inspiration to me when I invited him to, to be a guest on the interview. And after that, I mean, we, it wasn't like we knew each other because he accepted an invitation to be featured on a post of mine. But then at some point, I saw that he was on a work trip to London. And then I was also visiting London for a Nielsen Norman uh, group um, one week workshop. And so I said, hey, why not grab a uh, lunch at some time so I actually get to pick your brains in real life, not just in, uh, in an interview, digital concept. And he was very open and he was very friendly and so I met him and we had a conversation and I think that things just naturally emerged. I didn't formally ask him to be my mentor. Somehow he volunteered. The conversation with him kind of gave me like a north star or some sort of direction as to um, what I what I want to do next with the community, with UX goodies, with my career as a UX designer. And so I I, I kind of felt very inspired and I feel, I felt empowered and I felt like I had a lot of valuable insights from one conversation and somehow yes I wanted to have other conversations but it's really nice that it came from his side and he offered to like be available for me anytime we um, I want to like discuss something or have something, um, some design problem or some um, professional challenge or dilemma that I want to share with him. And then somehow after the first or the second call that we had, we kind of made it a recurrent meeting and it was like every two weeks. And so um, it, it became automatic. And so we met on a regular basis. And this is how the relationship got formalized and we had a structure to it and and he managed to like uh, be very present in the way that things were evolving for me so it wasn't like seeing what I'm doing one time per year it was like he was able to follow through my journey and my struggles and uh, guide me uh, on that process so I think that having structure and having like periodic meetings maybe not weekly maybe not even bi-weekly but at least once per month it's like it's it, sometimes I felt I I could compare those conversations not to a therapy session in the sense that I wasn't just going out there to uncover my deepest pains, but I I I had the feeling of feeling uh, supported of feeling, in that sense it was very similar to therapy if you want. So I felt supported. I felt encouraged. I felt like somebody is seeing my strong points and is trying to help me see my strong points. So it was very magical in a way, if you want, having this sort of relationship and uh, definitely one thing I've learned about the mentorship relationship and it is that it doesn't have to be fixed. So at some point after I became a mother, for example, and I was extremely busy with the baby and uh, being very present for her, I didn't really need uh, to invest that much time in my professional growth or in like my my, my being the mentee um, in the same role that I was before. So we we kinda took a break, but then we also talk occasionally and so he, he always opened the doors when the door when I need to 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 have something and it, it just feels at the end of the day it feels like there's somewhat out there who will support you, who will listen to you, who will understand you, who has a lot more experience than you as a designer and can definitely give you insights that it's really difficult for you to gain on yourself, by yourself. And so um, it's really, it's really, uh, if you want, it's a lifetime benefit that you have by, by having a mentor. And especially if the relationship is formalized in this way, I mean, not just... Um, um, I don't know an accidental person at work that you enjoy uh, watching at work. If if it's if it's sort of formalized, because it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be like three years of continuous meetings. But it it do it does need some structure. Then you can definitely um, learn a lot about yourself. Because I think that ultimately this is the purpose of mentorship: having someone to uh, help you uncover things about yourself that can make you better as a professional, that can make your design process better, that can make you a better collaborator and so on. Yeah, this is my personal story. I don't know if if I missed anything.
1: I feel like I have a lot of questions to you. Uh, So I guess, first of all, I wanted to say, hey, what a great power of networking in action, right? Like we were talking about networking for for a while here in the episode. Maybe we can have a separate episode about it but we talk about having trying to be proactive reaching out to people asking seeking for help asking questions and then boom like like in your experience we could see that it could, it could actually flourish and, and become lifelong relationship or at least impactful relationships in in your um, in your career and so one thing I wanted to dig deeper into, and uh, and the question I had in my mind as you were talking was, you mentioned, mentioned that, that it it felt uh, to you a little bit even like therapeutic, right? Like there is somebody who understands you, who uh, who knows you, who can uh, support you and and push you further and stuff like that. And I, I actually wanted to to hear a bit more of of how it actually started for you, because when we think about the therapy we usually would think about things like, okay, you probably have a problem and you you start the therapy with some request or the goal, you want to resolve the problem and uh, you want to figure out the solutions to the problem, stuff like that. And I somehow when you were talking, I felt like maybe there was no like the so it's an official problem, but it was more like a natural transition. But I wonder, was there some sort of requests or questions you were reaching out for? Was it like intentional so that you have a goal or was it more like the natural conversation when you understood each other so well that um, somehow the topic was brought up or like the guess the the question the that the the aim of the conversations was built naturally. How how was it for you?
0: It's it's a very interesting question, and I, I do have a very um, articulate answer about it. I think that um, ideally in a mentorship relationship you would want to have some goals because you wanna you wanna move from point A. To point Z in a direction supported by someone, you want to get somewhere. So goals are, I think, very valuable in the mentorship relationship. And I see that with my mentees. So with the people that I mentor that are looking to transition to UX design. So their goal is to transition to UX design, or their goal might be to land their first UX job, or their goal might be to be successful on their first UX job once they get it. So it's it's something that's very specific, it's easy, it's measurable in the end. So you know that you're heading towards something that's that's measurable, that's quantifiable. I landed a job. I made it. I transitioned to UX design. So that's. Um, I think that when you have something that's very clear, the mentorship relationship can be even more powerful. Because it can it can lead to actual results. It can lead to tangible outcomes. So that's that's a great thing. And I, I if I were to say like the the, the ideal setup for a mentorship relationship would involve definitely having some goals. Uh, in my case, in my particular case, I think the goals were very episode based, episodic, if you want. So uh, I I I realized I I observed that I learned that. Um, coming with a set of goals or a set of problems to unpack or like reflecting on... what's bothering me, what's what what's, what's a di- dilemma or a struggle that I have, doing this reflection exercise, help me have conversations that are more meaningful, as, to, as opposed to just coming in and saying, okay, what do we want to talk about today, I don't know, anything, okay, let's talk about anything, so how's the weather, oh, the weather is pretty nice here, so I think that when you have something very concrete that you're discussing, you're unpacking a lot more insights, so I do believe that even if you don't have like midterm, long-term goals, you do have to have like a set of questions or a set of topics or a set of uh, micro goals for each conversation that you have with your mentor. Otherwise, it's just going to be like a random, it's it's just going to be like, like therapy, right? You don't, I don't know. I myself, I have been doing therapy for many years, but I rarely go into therapy with like, this is topic A, this is topic B, this is topic C. So, but, and so it's like just rambling most of the times when in fact, in the mentorship relationship, you don't want to be rambling and just venting. You want to, you want to make sure that you, you extract value from what's happening. You extract guidance you extract like um you 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 explore because in the end the mentor will not give you will not necessarily give you like solutions or recipes or or like say that hey this was my experience you should do it the same because everybody experiences their profession or in their life you know if profoundly individual manner so it won't be that if my mentor managed to do something in a certain way it's going to work for me so they don't prescribe solutions they just help you figure out they listen and they ask the right questions just like in the design process they ask the right questions the questions that are meant to help you figure out the answers but in order to figure out the answers to anything, you kind of need to have an understanding of what's bothering you. So you kind of need to come in with a minimum structure, with a minimum uh, th- theme at least, have a theme for that conversation. And, and in my particular case, these topics changed throughout our mentorship relationship. So it has been that in different, in, in several conversations, we talked about my work as a community uh, contributor, like a co- as a content creator and finding my light or my, my, my purpose in that space. Because at some point I felt like I, I had no idea what I was doing with UX goodies. So I had all these followers and I was putting out all that content, but I didn't have a clear mission. I didn't have a clear vision. I didn't know what I was all about. And sometimes I don't know do today, <laughs> but uh, but at the same time, I, I felt very lost because I was starting this mentorship relationship when UX goodies became uh, big and it was really overwhelming and I felt this sense of responsibility and this pressure, what am I doing, what if I'm doing harm to the industry and he was very very helpful with that and helping me find my own voice and helping me be authentic and just show up and be myself and and uh, that was very empowering. And at the same time, sometimes I had like a design problem, like a problem around how to collaborate better with the people in my company. And then maybe I was in a design project that I felt was overwhelming or that I was, wasn't was handling it very well. And so I was, I brought that in, a, in an episode, if you want, in a conversation with him. So I think that it was... I had these micro goals, if you want, and they were very contextual to what was happening in, in my professional life. But um, I always brought in a set of questions because you don't want to waste that time, right? You don't want to come in there and like have nothing to talk about or just suspect your subconscious to Pop up some topics for a conversation and rely that uh, rely on our subconscious that that topics would be val- will be valuable. So
1: first of all, it was very interesting. I I really love to hear those more tangible topics that you were going through because I think many people are not sure even if they need it, if they can cope with some of the questions themselves, or maybe you know what topics w- would be worthy to bring up with the mentor. So I was actually really really curious to hear what could be those challenges, what could be those requests, what could be those micro problems you bring up and I I definitely made a takeaway from this conversation that um, it's also it's not just like you you come into this call and you're like expected people to help you out of where like it's also the it's a relationship right it's like you have to do your homework you have to be prepared you have to uh, conduct this act of self-reflection and realizing what things do you want to resolve how do you want to grow how do you want to take ownership of your growth as a designer and be intentional and again know exactly things you want to make better moving forward so it's really great and it's actually again emphasizing the fact that we always have have to repeat this loop of like theory practice feedback reflection and and repeat <laughs> i like i said already i don't have necessarily like a strong extensive relationship story with the mentor but uh i, I like it. so again i never had this like request or realization that i need a help or i need some sort of a person that would guide me uh, i think somehow because i was like doing the freelance work and it was all like just me and the team and i was like taking a lot of things all together at the same time I kind of somehow learned to cope with this and always solve the problems as they go and there were a lot of emotional and uh, mental struggles through this journey so to be honest I did a lot of mistakes and if I would have a mentor I would definitely avoid making some mistakes and I think only later maybe like last three four years I started realizing that I need to kind of start doing the introspection and again start from myself real- realize what issues do i want to get a guidance on uh, what things i want to improve because before that it was all hectic just moving running doing a lot of things hectically and jumping in from one thing to another i wouldn't say that i was doing a great job guiding my journey uh, so to say but i think it's also it was natural uh, because it was like going through all different experiences and figuring out empirically uh, what fits me best. And now as I feel like, okay, now I know what I'm doing and now I, I am consciously realizing where I want to grow or what I want to do and how to... Yeah, well, how do I want to manage my my journey? I feel like this is a perfect space for me, even in a senior shoes, uh, to, to get a mentor because now... I'm like confident about what I'm doing where I want to grow and I can formulate my requests much more um, tangibly and more specifically because in the past it was more like going in a blind going through the dark and trying to see where do I feed? And I i not like working full time and uh, seeing the real challenges in a specific context and there are multiple challenges in that context, it's easier to get deeper. Uh, so now I kind of like, it's interesting because nine plus years in realized that I need a mentor. In the past, it was all about like occasional cases. It was like internship and there was one person who always would reach out to me and like you said, ask the right questions that would make me reflect and think and like, feel this aha moments about, oh, I have never thought about it and like direct me in a way that it's not just telling you what to do, but uh, make me think how to think about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it was definitely that occasionally I would receive those questions, but it was never in a structured way. It was more in a way that, I haven't been expecting it but it was really great to hear this question or this feedback in a moment uh, i think for a while i was also using the role models as the mentorship uh, for example even like uh, listening to some people and how they go through the problems uh, like online on the podcast or youtube channels uh, and also maybe reading the books and hearing the challenges that other people were experiencing but it was again sort of passive yet sort of intentional choice of guidance because as you read the book and hear that somebody is like let's say going through the i don't know startup culture design journey you can see and reflect and also think does it fit me does it work with me not always it will be helpful because sometimes it's not the same case as you go through but it could be again this occasional perspective from the outside that could uh, bring you to this aha moment but uh, in the, to, to sort of conclude my story which is not as extensive as yours but I think like I was very lucky in the company I'm working at right now I recently had a new design manager um, that I started working with from the May this year and for the first time I'm actually feeling like this therapy is happening to me as well and um, It's not like he's a mentor, but he's a design manager who's supposed to help you to grow. We actually have like two design managers. One is like the project-based one, and the other one is more about you and your career growths and helping you to succeed as a designer. And that's the person who is like always on your side, knows you, like guides you in this journey in a specific context of the company you're working at. And for the first time, I definitely started feeling this mentorship. And it's also like a therapy for me. Every every week when I jump on the calls, uh, I'm like very excited because I can finally speak about this last week and how it went and what things I've been experiencing and what challenges I realized I had. And I would sometimes also reflect on those calls and realize that here is the problem. I didn't thought about it or I would realize that there is a better way to solve this problem or go about it, right? Maybe changing the perspective. Maybe I would be sort of in a creative block and I would need a perspective from the outside to tell me or help me change in this perspective, this blocked perspective and stuff like that. So there was a lot of value for me having these relationships and I'm very grateful that I can finally have it because in the past I somehow never really realized that I need a mentor, that I could benefit from it and that I could actually grow from it. Uh, and just like occasionally and somehow randomly I happen to have it now, I can relate to what you were saying at this point uh, and feel that I could have been growing much faster (laughs) if I knew about this option earlier. So I think another takeaway would be here to try it out and um, start from yourself, of course, from the introspection and realizing which areas do you want to grow and improve, being, again, in charge of your career growth, but also reaching out to the people who, uh, who can actually be helpful for you in this journey. And and again, start having this outside or external perspective that could, like you said, uh, help you extract the value and grow faster rather than making mistakes and then learning from the mistakes all the time because it's, it's a time-consuming <laughs> approach, I would say. But um, actually, I thought like maybe we can have another episode later and talk about how to find a mentor and um, maybe the tips of building the relationship with the mentor. I think that today's episode will be just focused on our journeys and what do we feel we can um, gain from having those mentorship relationships. And I think the ultimate goal of this episode is just to encourage and motivate people to maybe explore this opportunity and think about it. But with that being said um, and with the promise that we'll do another episode on finding the mentor, I'm sure many people want to Hear about it too. So, uh, let's maybe try to wrap it up and um talk about a couple of our takeaways from today it's, it was more of a personal conversation not sure if we have like a solid bullet points but let's see maybe there are some things that you would like to uh for people to take away from this conversation
0: definitely i will try to be brief like because i want to make them powerful um, the first takeaway is to, that you need a mentor My career and everybody else's career around me that I've spoken with uh, has been enhanced by having mentors, be them, like I said, accidental uh, contextual mentors like your boss or your colleague or uh, the formal mentor that you seek out and you ask to, to enter a mentorship relationship with. Uh, So you need a mentor. The second takeaway would be that you really have to figure out, start with a reflection exercise. This is what worked for me. Um, Start with reflection exercises or reflect at every stage of your design journey. Maybe do it through journaling or just through like creating the mental space where you just think about where you are, what you're doing, what you're struggling with, what are your dilemmas, where do you want to get to. So just Uh, perpetually self-reflect and then bring those um, questions into the mentorship relationship. Otherwise, if you don't have any structure, if you don't have any goals, if you don't have any direction or anything to solve, it's not going to be as fruitful as it would if you're going for very tangible, specific topics. And the last thing that I want to tell people is that research your mentor so it makes sense. in your. So when you're going for a formalized mentorship relationship, Um, start from your goals. Let's say you want to, I don't know, build a community. You want to be someone that has a huge following or has a a big community then look out for people in your industry in your niche that have done that and then try to to find a mentor or maybe you want to build a design team and you don't know how to start or maybe you want to solve a challenge in an industry that you're very passionate about but you don't know how to tackle that design challenge look for mentors or look out for people on LinkedIn that uh, have been uh, through similar projects or struggles or uh, themes such as the one that you want to go for, and then my own experience has shown that if you're just net if you will network honestly, just reach out to that pe- that person, tell them why you're interested in having a conversation with them, and maybe exploring a longer term relationship of mentorship. Then, if you if you just are brave and and. And go for it. Uh, many times things will, will happen easier than you would have imagined. And if you're able to overcome shyness or reluctancy or the feeling that ah oh, you're asking someone to do something for you which is so uncomfortable, the mentor the, the being a mentor is also rewarding, don't worry. So they also win for from this relationship. It's not just the mentee who, who's winning. So just reach out to people, reach out to the right people and don't be don't be afraid to do it. So these are my top three things and I want I'm super excited to to hear yours
1: actually you took all the things I wanted to say <laughs> for the first time I don't have much to add but I, I do agree with them and if I would have to reframe it I would literally say or make it shorter I guess uh, I would say that you do need to realize your quests, your problems things you want to grow take charge of your career that's the first thing second thing do your homework prepare your questions prepare the requests so to say and Find the person who fits well your requests who have experience in these areas uh, and you can also basically benefit from this conversation both ways and i guess be be intentional right knowing what you're doing finding the right people all the things that you have just mentioned i liked the conversation we had today and i think it could uh, shed the light on what is valuable and how you could benefit from it and like i said i hope that uh, in one of the next episodes we'll talk about how to find the right mentor for you you the tips and the tips of building the relationship with that mentor and I guess yeah with that being said we can wrap it up for today Um, I wanted to say thank you everybody for listening for tuning in check out our episodes on different other topics all UX stuff related and of course if you feel like it was valuable for you uh, make sure to rate us or subscribe Uh, we will be very very grateful it motivates us to keep keep creating more episodes Uh, and other than that Thank you so much for joining in and uh, see you on the next episode, I guess. Bye. Bye,
0: everyone.